Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 California Lawyers Association annual meeting in the wonderfully beautiful Monterey, California. And with me now, I have a huge panel of guests. We got the leadership for the CLA here. So let me uh, let me just go around the table and introduce everybody in turns. I'm going to start to my left. So I've got immediately to my left, I have Emilio. Welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm Emilio Veronini, the president of the California Lawyers Association as of today, and look forward to the opportunity to tell your listeners more about our organization and the wonderful benefits that we bring. Excellent. And next to you is Jim Hill. Hi, I'm Jim Hill. I am the immediate past chair of the CLA, the California Lawyers Association. And I am first to be able to say I am so happy of our new leadership that's coming on board to lead us into a new year. It's going to be exciting, and you're going to hear a lot more about it. Excellent. And next to Jim is Jeremy Evans. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Lawrence. Appreciate being here. Uh, I am the vice president of the California Lawyers Association, and uh, happy to be here. All right. Next to you is Heather Rosing. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Heather Rosing, and I'm the immediate past president of the California Lawyers Association. All right, next to you is Chip Wilkins. Hi, Chip Wilkins. I'm uh, the chair of the California Lawyers Association, and we were just sworn in by the Chief Justice along with all the new officers for the California Judges Association in a wonderful ceremony. All right, I'm last- glad to be here. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on. So, and last but certainly not least is Ona Dosumu. She is brand new. Have you ever been on a podcast, Ona? I don't think so, no. Okay, well, she is the newest, so we have not had her on before, but you are the new executive director, but tell our audience more about yourself. I'm happy to do that, and thank you so much for doing this. We're um, really appreciative uh, to Legal Talk Network for uh, showing up and broadcasting on site here. Um, I started in January. I am the organization's chief executive officer, and ex- executive director uh, and have uh, moved out to California, living in Sacramento, and am eager and excited about the year ahead. So uh, you came from the Brookings Institute, as I remember? I came from the Brookings Institution in Washington. Yes, that's correct. And prior to that, I was in private practice. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you all so much. I know it's been a very busy time here for the annual meeting prepping, and everybody is still, of course, working while this is going on. So thank you so much for peeling off the time. So we did an interview just like this. Uh, last year, we interviewed the uh, the leadership of the CLA. It was the first annual since the split, so the division from the California Bar and now the California Lawyers Association. And so I think just by way of review, uh, there's I know, still, I know for a fact there's a lot of California attorneys that are not exactly aware of the split. They don't know uh, a lot about it. We've run into a few. So who would like to fill that question? Can you tell us just a brief history on what happened here with the split? Well, it started with discussions quite a few years ago. There was a sense that the State Bar of California, which is a public agency, a regulatory agency, had too many moving parts. At that time, it was a combined regulatory agency and trade association. So uh, through the efforts of many, we ended up with SB 36. It's a law that went into effect January 1st, 2018, and it deunified the State Bar of California. And out of this deunification came a new 501c3 membership-based organization, the California Lawyers Association. That's us, 
100,000 members strong. Wow. All right. So before the show, we kind of prep for the format here. So this will be a longer play episode. We've got a lot of ground to cover. So I'm just going to lob up some questions and then whoever wants to grab it first can grab it and we'll do, if there's a follow-up on that, we can do that. Does that sound okay with everybody? Sounds sure. great. <laughs> All right. So obviously one of the uh, one of the first things coming into this year is adding Ona to the team. And so welcome to the team and uh, providing some great leadership here. So I know you're real excited to get started, but uh, what did it mean to you to come all the way across the country and uh, you know start oh, and wow. have a new home? I saw, and the reason I was willing to sort of leave Brookings and come out here is because I saw the tremendous potential and the tremendous opportunity represented by the California Lawyers Association. I was extraordinarily excited uh, about the opportunity to start something um, that is looking to the future. Uh, We have obviously a very sort of long and proud tradition of providing continuing legal education through our various sections. Um, We have the vibrancy and the energy of the California Young Lawyers Association. But uh, as I told folks when I interviewed, we also have the opportunity not to replicate mistakes that other organizations have made. We have the opportunity to scan the landscape uh, and understand what other organizations are doing that is successful and uh, to move forward with our strengths and to not necessarily replicate some of the um, sort of backwards looking, uh, as I call it, stuck in the 70s practices that I think a lot of bar associations frankly have. Um, And so it's a chance uh, to build starting from 2021 and looking toward um, not the folks sitting around this table, but the folks who are graduating from law school or haven't even entered law school and to build a bar association that will be meaningful and serve them. I want to add on that, and this is one of the things I was hearing Heather say almost all all day long in the uh, annual meeting, the larger uh, special uh, events, is this is the 89th annual meeting of the Bar Association. It's our second annual meeting under the CLA flag. And back to Ona's comment, we were really lucky when we launched in January of 2018 to launch on the backs of our 17 sections, that's including the CYLA and the 16 substantive law and practice sections who brought in decades, literally decades of experience and a core of volunteer members that have been nurtured and are thriving under the new CLA. And what we have been hearing so much at this annual meeting from the sections themselves uh, is how much more they're able to do now than they were able to do back as uh, Heather described, back when they were part of a public agency. If I could just chime in on Ona, though, for a second, uh, we as as uh, our board uh, is so lucky to have her, and we all recognize that. And her moving out here, she has done a phenomenal job. The amount of energy she's brought to this new organization has been incredible. Uh, the amount of outreach she's done to all the various stakeholders, the number of meetings she's taken, and it was amazing the other night we were here and Cable gave her an award. She's been here for nine months and she was already received a, an award. So I just can tell you from the, our board, uh, we are so pleased and lucky to have her. And I think that she's made the effort to reach out to stakeholders and reach out to all of our sections. And she's had these amazing goals for our organization. And uh, just again, we're so lucky to have her. 
Well, it's been a big year. I mean, there's been a lot of changes, and we've been hearing a lot about it. I've been hearing about it through uh, Terra. You guys know Terra Birds. I've been getting a little <laughs> bit of information from there. But a lot of transitions, and there's been some growth. And so just wanted to have, from this year's uh, annual, from last year's, I know that the, uh, there's been some membership growth there. So can you guys comment on that, you know, just attendees in terms of the annual meeting versus membership in total? Well, we're so excited to be able to continue on the tradition of the annual meeting. This has been going on for almost 90 years. It's our second year of doing it, as you've heard. And this year, we've attracted right around 800 attendees to Monterey, which is a huge number. We plan this whole weekend and event um, and events in conjunction with the California Judges Association, and they have about 300 people here. There's various other organizations, groups, vendors, speakers. We think we probably have somewhere in the range of 1,300 judges, attorneys, and legal professionals here in Monterey. That's a really special thing, bringing together judges and attorneys from different practice areas, different backgrounds, different passions. Uh, we're very excited to continue this in 2020 in San Diego, September 2020. And with respect to membership, our membership is increasing month over month. Uh, we're well over 100,000 members at this point when you combine the folks who are members of sections with the California Young Lawyers Association. So we're very, very pleased with that. We, uh, as folks around the table know, um, launched a new brand, which is reflected in pretty much everything you see uh, around the uh, conference center here uh, and in the Portola and on our name badges and every place you look. And in conjunction with launching the new brand, uh, we also uh, launched a membership special that was extraordinarily successful. And we're looking uh, to continue to grow membership because while we have been growing and we're pleased with the growth, we have a lot of potential as well. Yeah, I understand the rebranding process was not easy. I don't think it's easy for any organization. And I know there was a big heavy lift with the website. So I'd just love to learn a little bit more about that. I know that was a big project and there was a lot going on. And, and finally, it's happened, the, the new website, the new branding. Well, the good news is it's done. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it was a big lift. Obviously, it was a process that involved both uh, external professionals who are experts in design and what have you, uh, as well as obviously extensive consultation and surveying of our uh, members. And that's um, sort of leads me to a larger point, which is one of the things that we're trying to do as we move forward is to be really data-driven um, and to be really informed by facts as opposed to intuition, which lawyers aren't always the best at. So we're excited about that. But there was a lot of research that went into the front end uh, prior to launching the brand because I didn't know this going into the process, but branding is much, much more than a logo. It's really uh, the way the tone and the feel um, and uh, the approach that you take to an organization and essentially a brand promise, right? And so what are the core values that your organization um, wants to project and what are you delivering? Uh, in our case, delivering to our members. Um, so it was, uh, for me, uh, a really interesting eye-opening process. Another opportunity, obviously, to work with a lot of volunteers. Chip was really involved in the process. Um, and so that was uh, extraordinarily exciting. And, of course, the website uh, redesign goes hand-in-hand hand with the branding. I think the branding exercise was the perfect example of how we're starting to thrive in 2019 and how it's gonna carry forward into the future. Because the first year, 
as great as our brand looked to us, <laughs> the, the volunteers who sat in a room and threw up on the wall different ideas and came up with our initial brand, having professionals in place from January 2019 forward, and again, it's just one of many examples uh, of having experienced professional staff now in place to help lead us and help take off the backs of volunteers, the kind of work that professionals can do um, has just been awesome. And that's just a great segue into our new leadership who are, you know, stepping into an organization that is now really on the ground and running. Well, let's talk about collaborative active partnerships. Now, I understand that under the old way that uh, everything was put together under the California Bar, this was something not possible in the past. And now that you're free of that body out on your own, you're able to get together with different organizations. And so I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Exactly. So let me talk on behalf of the California Lawyers Association about all the exciting partnerships that we are forging in this space um, uh, under the leadership of our uh, immediate past president, we started we started forging partnerships with the local bar associations, with the California Judges Association, um, with the Chief Justice of the California Supreme Court, and with the Judicial Council. These partnerships enable us to bring value to our members by engaging in projects together that improve the profession of the entire state of California, that enable us to work together on issues of great importance to the profession, such as, for example, judicial independence. Um, Lawrence, judicial independence is at the core of the rule of law in this state. Um, and California should be very proud of the state judiciary that it has, the largest in the union, which befits the largest state and the fifth largest economy in the world. But that kind of judiciary um, needs our support. It needs our help. Um, it needs us to educate kids about the importance of the judiciary in our system. It needs us to ensure that the judiciary can deliver value to people. So whether people are represented or they have to go into court on their own, they feel like they got a fair shake and that they were heard at the end of the day and that they understood the judge's decision. Um, it needs us to protect judicial independence against attacks. So it's very easy to see what can happen when judges' independence uh, comes under political attack um, and judges aren't able to do their job. And so these are all areas where we can help uh, the California judiciary and bring value to our members. There are exciting initiatives that we are forging together with our partners um, in local bars and affinity bars, um, such as diversity, equity, and inclusion. That is critical to this state as the first minority majority state. Uh, we are forging partnerships on access to justice and ultimately on civic education, which as you know, uh, was the chief justice's own initiative and we're helping it take off and running. I want to say one final uh, exciting set of partnerships that we have going is we're working closely with the American Bar Association and the California Legislature, and others like Chip will jump in to talk about the California Legislature, but I'd like to say a few words about the American Bar Association. They are the largest bar association in the country. They weigh in on issues critical to the rule of law. 
which is also part of our mission, as well as diversity, and we are partnering with them. We are developing an active partnership where we constantly meet with them. We are becoming a presence in the ABA House of Delegates, and that presence, due to our partnership with the State Bar of California, is actually, we hope, keeping our fingers crossed. Now I'm telling you something, Lawrence, that your listeners will get to hear before we're even um, in front of the ABA House of Delegates, but we're hoping that we can expand our presence there with the concurrence of the House and with the support of the State Bar, and thereby continue to weigh in on these issues that are so critical for the profession and the people of this state that are debated, discussed, and voted on by the American Bar Association House of Delegates, Lawrence. I guess in a segue there, talking about some of the work we've done with stakeholders uh, in the legislature, we've obviously worked with change lawyers on this year's bar dues bill in terms of creating a number of affinity programs that will bring bring tremendous benefits to our members. And on top of that, what we could never do before, and one of the main reasons that a lot of people thought it was important that we separate, is we were a voice for California lawyers on the bar dues bill this year and the proposed fee increase and help bring it down to a, a more reasonable amount, and also have worked on a, a number of, of issues that face the legal profession in the legislature, commenting on the ATILs, which I, I think you've probably done programs on that, I imagine. We have. Uh, so, uh, yeah. But we've been a voice for all California lawyers, and that's something that California lawyers never had before, and that's something that... that we do on an organization-wide basis, but we also work amongst all the sections on legislative comments, and, and that is another collaboration internally that we've been able to do that we never had before. I believe uh, someone here can probably talk about it, but we've had this the programs this year at this convention that we've had sections working together to bring the largest benefits to our membership. No, I think a really good partnership of that, I really enjoyed. We had an interview with the family law section and also the criminal law section. That was a really great mashup of program. I learned a lot about the law just sitting there, just things that are aha, of course, after you hear about it, but just something that would not have occurred to me. But that's great to kind of cross over the two fields. But uh, I see there's a hand down there. Jeremy's at the opposite side of the table. I wish, I wish people could see this, how far away we are. But uh, Jeremy, you had something to add. No, so thanks. Uh, as, as Jim would say, we're the Bar Association for all California attorneys. That's his. Uh, that's his, his tagline that he's been he's been doing for the last year or so, and I think obviously the programming has been terrific. The collaboration has been terrific. That just was not possible in the previous model. Another thing that we've done is we partnered with community organizations as well. So, uh, for example, Ona and I got together and we worked on a program at the Grammy Museum in uh, Los Angeles with Pepperdine University on uh, the Music Modernization Act. And we've got some great speakers coming in there from YouTube and Warner Music Group and some other stuff. But that's just not possible in the past. And we also did a, a classroom series at the Staples Center. Did a five-set series. All those programs will be online and for sale. And so just some terrific partnerships that we're able to do with the community. I wanted to add two things. Obviously, we're extraordinarily excited about the uh, partnerships and collaborations that we have. And one of the big ones that our board has approved and um, the other organizations board has approved and that required um, some tweaks to the fee bill and the legislature that um, sort of governs everybody sort of in the space is a relationship with Cal Bar Affinity. We're going to partner with them to deliver 
traditional uh, sort of trade association benefits to our members. And this is, from my perspective, um, extraordinarily important because um, while we will obviously kind of um, share those benefits, a portion of the proceeds will go to support access to justice. And we all thought that that was a meaningful and important uh, organization to partner with. Obviously, we could have stood up a competitive sort of set of benefits, um, but rather than competing, we're collaborating uh, in a way that I think will be um, beneficial to everyone in the state of California. And just one last thing, because I'm sure you want to move on. This year at the annual meeting, we had more sort of cross-section programming um, than we ever have had before, even when it was under the state bar and more than last year. Um, and I think there's just going to be a lot more integration uh, and less siloing amongst the sections, and that's all to the good. Well, I want to build on that a little bit, Ona, so a member benefit. So I know that during the course of this year, you added FastCase as a new member benefit. I know that you're working on some others, but just in terms of that, what's, uh, what's coming next? That's a great question. Um, we have a lot of uh, opportunity, and I think we'll likely be offering, you know, sort of all of the traditional things. Anything that is currently on the um, Cal Bar Affinity site will be offered to our members. Uh, ideally, some of them will be at deeper discounts if you're a member of uh, the California Lawyers Association. And we are um, sort of lining up a number of other benefits that sort of run the gamut from travel to, you know, practice management. Uh, sort of benefits to insurance, and we'll likely be rolling those out, you know, as soon as we can sort of get the contracts negotiated over the course of the next year. We're very excited. You can already access many of these benefits at www.calbarconnect.com. Calbar Connect was built up by our partner, Change Lawyers, previously known as the California Bar Foundation. If you're a small firm solo practitioner and In particular, you'll find many technology-related benefits, um, receptionist-related benefits, Hertz rental car, that type of thing, um, where you can just go to your one-stop shopping and uh, get things that benefit you and your practice. And as Ona said, we're just very proud of this partnership with CalBar Connect because while we are offering a member benefit, this whole panoply of benefits, in fact, at the same time, we're dedicating a portion of the service, I'm sorry, a portion of the proceeds raised to access to justice and to legal services in particular. These dollars will be directly distributed to legal services organizations. Um, also, I don't know if you've heard this, but the Access Commission is breaking off from the State Bar of California. It's big news for those of us in the access world. And through these same dollars, we're providing startup funding for the Access Commission, something else we're very proud of. So how many times, Lawrence, do you get a combined <laughs> member benefits, robust uh, you know, member benefits with the good work in the access to justice arena? What a win-win. Well, one of... Chip's passions this last year, and I imagine it's going to be part of Chip's goals as the new chair of the CLA, is getting our own California Lawyers Foundation funded, energized, and performing. And it is dedicated to being able to serve the specific purposes that Heather just described. Chip, you want to talk about the foundation? The foundation we started uh, just... At our first meeting in the last uh, April, I believe, was our first meeting, and we've had several meetings, but we're really just getting underway. And the whole point of the foundation uh, is to work on these various uh, initiatives that we've talked about, access to justice, civic education, diversity, and to work with the sections 
to provide educational programming and, and these and to work on these programs. We have a number of exciting initiatives the sections have proposed from diversity fellowships on down the line and working on uh, a number of programs and, and we will continue those efforts in the coming year. I was just going to kind of dial down on some of the uh, member benefits. So Fast Case, which is something we worked really hard on, and it's so funny, we did a poll earlier in one of the uh, sessions that we did, one of the educational sessions. We asked people to raise their hands, have you heard of Fast Case? And about half the room didn't, didn't know. And ultimately, if you become a member of the CLA and you join one of the sections for $95, you get Fast Case for free. That's the legal research. It's amazing. It's the top program of Fast Case. It's not like some discounted program. You get everything. So for $95, you get Fast Case. So if that's not you know, enough, amongst the other things we've already mentioned about why CLA is amazing, it's another reason to join. What's the publication part of that? I hear that the, the members can also publish to it. Another fantastic benefit, this was something that in the past with the State Bar we did not have access to, where now all of our publications, I know specifically going back to at least 2014, these publications are online. They're searchable for members. These are great benefits. They're MCLE programs, MCLE articles. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, if I could just chime into that, not only is it a great benefit for our members, it's also in terms of being able to access uh, these great publications. It's also an opportunity for our members who want to be published to know that their works will actually be seen by a wider audience. And so that's, that's a great opportunity for anyone who's interested in writing. We have a number, I mean, we have a countless number of journals that uh, you have opportunities to participate with. Sacramento. So I've been wanting to ask you about Sacramento for a while. So I know as part of the, uh, the, the, the split from the California Bar, there's a talk about going to Sacramento, opening up some offices and moving operations there in part be closer to the legislature where the law is being made there. But I know this was not an easy process, Ona. So uh, <laughs> when, you, when you all started, you had, so you had the staff left over from the California bar. And I've had, you know, I've had the honor of working you, wonderful people. I've worked with Trisha, Tej, Pam, and Ellen, you know, over the course of this year as we're getting to know you a little bit better. And, you know, fantastic. But now as you make that transition, you have to hire all new staff. So you've spent a great part of this year bringing on a bunch of new people. So Ona, can you tell us about that? That it was a huge undertaking. Um, I certainly can. So I got off the plane. I think I got off on New Year's Day. Um, I think that was literally the, the day that I sort of moved from Washington, D.C. Uh, to California. And the next day I went over to our offices that were still, um, they were still doing the punch list items and they weren't up and running. So I called Chip and said, uh, Chip, I'm here and they're not quite done with our offices. Can I park in your office? Chip's office is right across the street and work for a while. And Chip quite generously let me uh, park in his office and work. We uh, interviewed folks in a conference room, but the sh- you know to make a long story short, ultimately uh, we onboarded the vast majority of the staff. I think we have maybe five people who came from the state bar. Uh, Trisha did. Tej and Ellen did not uh, come directly from the state bar. Saul did. And we have a few other folks, uh, two or three others, who came from the state bar. But the vast majority of our team, including me, started in January of 2019. We onboarded our uh, team on, uh, I believe it was January 14th or 15th. And thankfully, uh, Tricia, Joanne, who is our HR manager, and uh, 
prior to my coming on board, uh, Pam had done a lot of the pre-work and done a lot of interviewing, and it's an extraordinary team. Um, I think, and I would ask the folks who are here who um, work with section coordinators and who have interfaced with the team uh, to comment on it, we did a, a sort of mid-year, if you will, uh, survey to our leadership asking them uh, to comment specifically on the individuals who support the various sections, but they also had an opportunity to comment on uh, the rest of the team. And we have been getting rave reviews about these folks, um, and I couldn't be prouder. Um, most of them are here. In fact, everyone is here for this conference. I, I believe this is the first time that the office has sort of shut down and brought everybody to the annual meeting. Uh, and so I encourage you and others uh, to get to know them because uh, they are absolutely incredible. Um, and one of the things that's maybe a little different uh, from what other bar associations have been doing is that not everybody is um, coming from a bar association background. You mentioned Tej, who is our director of membership and marketing, and he comes from a digital marketing and online marketing and online sales background. Ellen comes from she was executive director, actually, of uh, the San Diego County Bar. Trisha was essentially running education at the state bar, uh, but now she's taken on a much broader portfolio and is effectively our COO um, for the organization. So it's been, uh, from my perspective, a really great mix. My senior team in particular, I think, is really strong and sufficiently diverse both in uh, background and the traditional indicia of diversity uh, to make it a really fun and interesting place to work, but also to be fresh and new and innovative, and that's huge. I can't say enough good things about the job that Ona's done, and, and she just reminded me of how short a time she's been <laughs> here. It seems like she's been here forever from the incredible job that she and her and her team have done. I mean, it, when you think about them being onboarded to do the kind of specialized work that we do in delivering value to our members, and they were all onboarded only in January, it is amazing uh, if your listeners go around the the annual meeting conference or go to the solo and small firm conference, which is the other big uh, conference that we have uh, as the California Lawyers Association. And they see the energy and organization and the incredible amount of choice that people have in terms of programs and events. Uh, it is a testimony to the success of Ona and her staff um, that they've been able to put this all together. And, and people need to understand the incredible value that they're getting for their money because Ona operates with an extremely lean staff. This staff is far lower than comparable bar associations across the country. Um, and yet Ona and her team get it done over and over again. And I think for your listeners, Lawrence, who go to th events like the annual meeting, and I would encourage them all to come because it's an incredible value, an incredible series of events. It is so well organized and run, thanks to Ona and her team, that really I think you all will be amazed. We haven't talked about the Solo and Small Firm Summit, and maybe Jeremy could say a few words about that, but that is our other signature event at I understand today is about the annual meeting, but I just wanted to say a few words about it because it was a spectacular event. It was really well done. I attended a program in particular about a very dry litigation subject, so I won't bore your listeners, Lawrence, but I was able to take back the lessons from that and immediately apply them to ongoing litigation that I had. 
And so as the sections come together and deliver value and do cross-sectional programming, and you've heard others talk about some of the cross-section initiatives that they have, it is an exciting time to be part of this association because the sky's the limit. I know it's a, a stupid sort of hackneyed phrase, but it is literally Lawrence true here now that we have separated from the state bar. And I think anybody who comes to these meetings will really see the difference thanks to Ona and her staff. I understand organizations like this need a lot of volunteers. And so if I'm a lawyer out there and I've got a few free weekends, uh, what kind of help are you looking for, Ona? Oh, my goodness. So, of course, we have all of the section executive committees uh, and all of them have sort of their own application process. But in addition, we have a number of organization-wide committees. One of the ones that we're likely to get started on soon, in fact, I know we will, um, is we haven't quite decided what we're going to call it, but a wellness or well-being committee. There is a tremendous amount of uh, energy and enthusiasm across the organization based on my conversations, certainly uh, with our board of representatives uh, around doing a lot more in the wellness space. We're likely to partner with the California Judges Association in that regard. Uh, the outgoing president of the California Judges Association uh, has volunteered to serve on that committee with us. We'll likely have some people who are actually experts in sort of mental health issues. One of my sort of perspectives on this is uh, it's really important for us to deliver service to folks in crisis. Currently, the state bar has the lawyer assistance program, which is sort of a hotline for lawyers to call if they find themselves in trouble with substance abuse, depression, alcohol abuse, something like that, which, as you probably know, is pretty endemic in our profession. But I think it's also important to help people get healthy and stay healthy and to tackle things like um, work-life balance and aging attorneys and how you sort of ramp down your practice and think about retirement. So there's a lot to be done there. We recently stood up an organization-wide ethics committee. Right now, I think it's fully populated, but it's super exciting. The CHIPS former committee, because I think he's going to have to give it up to serve as chairman, his uh, governmental relations. So we've got a lot of opportunities for people to get engaged, and I expect them to increase as we become more active and outward facing with the initiatives. There will be tremendous volunteer opportunities there, and ideally and hopefully, you know, reaching out, I feel really passionately uh, about the pipeline and civic engagement and education, which for me are linked um, I think it's just important for young people uh, to see practicing attorneys who aren't on TV and know that that's something that they can aspire to. And so, you know, we will have lots of ways in which volunteers can plug in. I was just going to say that going back to Emilio's comment and talking about what Ona was saying there, you know, part of the when we sort of split from the state bar, there was a lot of programs that we resurrected or that we brought with us, which was sort of terrific and amazing. One of those programs was the Solo Small Firm or the Solo Summit. And we had a great attendance this last year. We had it at, in Huntington Beach. Amazing programming. That's something we're going to continue to build out. And not something that a lot of, a lot of folks know, but statistically, I think there's probably about 50 to 60% of lawyers in California are solo practitioners or small firm practitioners. So something to keep in mind as we build out these programs. What was really impressive at this year's solo and small firm summit was the involvement of other organizations and what was very special to see there was the state bar. The state bar uh, 
had a table and they were support they were supportive of the organization and particularly that signature event for the CLA just a wonderful program and it is seen in sorry but steroids if you will <laughs> maybe not politically correct anymore but you know magnified so many different ways uh, here at our annual meeting. The partnership with the state bar really does continue. We've been talking about partnering with other organizations, but the state bar helped us launch. I think both of us were a little scared in the beginning, but thanks to Ona and her staff starting in January 2019, uh, the confidence factor has built up so much and we are getting that support from the new state bar uh, like I don't think even they imagined. Well, we're out of time for this episode. I know everybody needs to get on and run off to the next project here. But uh, I just have one last little quick question for each of you. And if our listeners, they want to reach out, learn more, they want to volunteer, get involved, how can they find you? Let's, uh, why don't we start with Emilio? Well, we have a website, an awesome <laughs> website. So, you know, just type in California Lawyers Association and you'll find it. Uh, the website has all the information that you need to know to join. You know, in addition to being able to join through signing on through the due statement. Uh, so state bar lawyers every year get a due statement and they can sign on through that. Uh, you can sign on directly through our website. Uh, we have all kinds of members of our association and we welcome everybody. And in fact, I believe, Ona, we have a special right now for people who join before the end of the year. It ended in uh, September. Sorry. <laughs> well, But so if you join now, you're joining for 2020. So if you join now, you get a few extra months for free. So That's it correct. is still a value <laughs> yes. for you. $95 for over a year. So please look up our website. CALawyers.org. Uh, CALawyers.org. And uh, welcome on board. And this is a question for Ona. When I was at the California Judges Association gathering not too long ago, I had several judges ask, can judges join the CLA? And I said, not very well informed, I sure think so. Sign Absolutely, up. yes. <laughs> we want them as members. Uh, well, Jim, you make a good point, though. We have and we want judges to join. We also have uh, other sort of professionals, and we have people who are licensed in other states. We looked at this data and looked at the statistics, and we have a fair number of folks in New York and a fair number of folks in Washington, D.C. So back to your question of where to find us. I am now the immediate past chair, and I am here to support our new leadership, and I am here to serve in whatever capacity they can find for me, and I'm looking forward to them leading us into the new year. All right, Jeremy. Sure. So, uh, again, as Ona said, calawyers.org. Actually, you can go under the leadership tab. You can see all of our beautiful little profiles there, and uh, I think our email addresses are listed, and if not, uh, you can look those up on our websites as well. And Heather. Well, I'm the immediate past president, but I think, you know, one of, one of the things I enjoyed doing most during my presidency was building connections for the organization. And uh, it's just really a passion of mine. So people can actually email me personally, and I will connect you with the organization, hrosing at kleindenslaw.com. But let me give you one other thing. And if you just actually Google Heather Rosing, all my info pops up. I'm super easy to find, so I'm not sure that's a good or bad thing. But um, <laughs> when we launched uh, California Lawyers Association, we set up our website. But one of the other first things that we did was set up our monthly CLA e-news. 
This is just an awesome monthly e-publication that we blast out to our 100,000 members. It will tell you what we're doing, how you can volunteer, what projects are going on, what's going on with the initiatives, what CLE should you attend, how can you go to the Small Firm Solo Summit, why you would be remiss in not attending the annual meeting, and more. We also publish opportunities that are happening with other organizations across the state. So the CLA e-news, Lawrence, would be the top way to figure out exactly all of the exciting activities at the California Lawyers Association. So it sounds like it's creating a little FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> That's the goal. Great yes. FOMO? That's the goal. FOMO. Yes, That's yes, the goal. Yes, all right. that is. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Chip. So, uh, Chip Wilkins, you can find the link for my email on the California Lawyers Association website, uh, as well as all, as all of our uh, email addresses. And, and I guess I'm excited to work with all of our members, and I want to hear from all of our members their ideas for what we can do better, what you think we're doing great, uh, and really want you to become involved. And, and obviously, as we've talked about today, our, our goal is to be the Bar Association for all California attorneys, and to do that, we intend to grow and, and make sure we're offering the the value and the benefits that, that our members want to see. So with, with that, that's a, a great challenge for us to continue that growth. And, and we have a great team in place uh, with Ona, especially leading us uh, in this incoming year. And last but not least, and to close it out, Oda. So folks can email me directly at executive.director at calawyers.org. We also have uh, info at calawyers.org. And so either of those email addresses should work. And again, the website and the e-news are great resources. Well, thank you all so much for joining us on such a busy day. Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lawrence. This has been a pleasure. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.